Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm so excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we discuss photography, building a business, and still having a life through it all. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. And now, let's dive into conversation. All right, so I'm excited to sit here and, and chat a little bit with my friend Todd Watson, CEO of Show It. Uh, it was a website company. We're going to get into the details of that here in just a little bit. But uh, Todd is here visiting in Nashville, so I got to come up and hang out with him for a few minutes and, and chat business, chat life. And I want to introduce Todd to you guys. So Todd, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you, Nathan. It's uh, it's awesome to be here in Nashville. I think this is my first time being in downtown. So uh, this is it's, it's a small. I, I describe it as a kind of a small, big city. It's yeah. very open, yeah. easy to get around. Yeah, the, uh, the buildings. I think are what I love is just to see like the old architecture and the different things. Just Absolutely. Being in Arizona, we don't get quite as uh, much history uh, for okay. some of those things. So interesting. So yeah, because we're actually sitting in. Very kind of hipsterish yeah. coffee shop with the exposed brick and and yeah. uh, a lot of character to it. It's kind yes. of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun to see that that character and and even just to see like the music that runs through Nashville. Like you just see that everywhere from when you get off the plane okay. to everywhere. It's 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 different than than Arizona and the, and the way that you experience music and how that runs through. The I can imagine. Of, yeah, of uh, you know even just uh, the shows that are around here and all those kind of things. So. Yeah, it's been fun to be here in Nashville and, and get to see a little bit about uh, this area of the country. So you're, you mentioned Phoenix. Um, you live just outside of Phoenix, right? Yeah, we're, uh, we're in Gilbert, which is kind of a like suburb uh, outside of the town. So you know, 20, 30 minutes from the airport. Um, and we're in more of a, an agricultural area, like, um, but still inside the city. So it's, it's pretty nice to... Now, I've had the opportunity to stay with you once or twice. Um, your family is incredible. Tell us a little bit about your family, too. Yeah, so my, my wife, Elise, and I, we've been married for 15 years. Uh, awesome. We have four boys. Uh, their ages is 12, 9, 4, and 1. Um, Hopefully I got all that right. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we, so we have a, we have a fun household. People say you got boys. It must be crazy around there. Yeah. We, uh, my wife is wonderful and Elisa uh, and she does, uh, just, she's very calm and we somehow have very calm boys that just have a, a wonderful time uh, they're, reading. They're amazing. Yeah. yeah they read yeah. a lot. And, uh, so it's, it's, it's a fun household. We get, we get a lot of fun. Uh, we wrestle a little bit, but for the most part, we're pretty pretty uh, even keeled family so, okay you know, okay yeah so do they do they have interests in your expertise and development and this type of thing or, or computer or I say development web development specifically yeah. um, you know it's funny we I, I've tried a few times to do different things and they have some computer classes at school that they that they'd like to do that um, and at times it feels like they are really interested and then other times uh it feels like uh that, that's okay and so <laughs> so like i feel like i'd rather play through, a computer game yeah <laughs> like so we've gone through seasons of like learning a little bit about programming and then being like okay that was enough you know and so okay. uh i actually had like a monthly subscription to a thing that like sent us like coding projects and they started like really stacking up all these coding projects and i was like well now when friends say my kids are really interested in coding, I'm like, well, yeah. I got a box for you that has a whole project that you can work on. So, That's really interesting. So, so they they'd send you a monthly coding project, and are you learning code as you go, yeah, or what does it yeah. look like? Okay, it's called Bits Box. 
Um, and uh, it, it, it just has like little projects that you can uh, make uh, and it teaches you how to code and how to change it and that kind of thing. And it comes with a couple toys and a workbook and some things like that so that it makes it like a fun present to open, but you learn a little bit about coding. So That's really fascinating. Yeah. It, it, there's subscriptions for everything, any yeah, and everything exactly. these days, but yeah. I wouldn't have guessed. That's really cool. Yeah, so and, I, and, I'm, and that would probably be like the one background that I tell about people is that I'm a kind of an avid Kickstarter. Uh, so I... I kind of, it's my weakness and my addiction is that like I'd love to back projects. Uh, and so Bitsbox was one of those Kickstarter projects that, uh, oh, okay. that, that they wanted to start this coding, you know, subscription service. And so, so speaking of your development background, then uh, when did, when did you start show it? Or you were part of starting show it how many years ago? Yeah. So we, uh, 2005 is like when we started kind of with the ideas, 2006, we launched, um, the first show web, which was a slideshow software, um, that started to take off, and then really in 2008 is when we um, launched our website builder. Okay. And so um, then that uh, is when we really started officially with our company. Um, and I want to dig into the company here in just a second, but yeah. what is your background then in development? This is something that you studied? Yeah, so I, I came from a um, background. I, I, I had a wedding uh, video business, and I was doing videography. Really? Um, okay. Uh, and so like I was really into that, and then my friend David Jay, he was into photography and he came to me and, and was asking about doing uh, some stuff for his website. And I was like, well, okay, I think I can help you with that. And so we got together and, and started working on that. And then he thought, well, we could do this for photographers, a lot of them. So then that, um, that background in some programming and some of that was, a was able to build our first version of Show Web our slideshow software. So. And you were kind of the primary developer then behind the software, is that right? Yeah, so I was the only developer. The only <laughs> developer. Yeah. We were just talking earlier about your, uh, this is like the ultimate developing, or develop, web development station, if you will. <laughs> you had this fancy lazy boy with a, with a, I know there's a platform for your keyboard and mouse, is that right? And then a screen attached well, to we, it as well? We actually built this little pipe structure that went over a lazy boy that would hold two monitors. And so then, uh, you know, then we had the keyboard and mouse. And so That's uh, awesome. you'd sit in a lazy boy and have, and have your uh, coding environment. It's actually, we still have a website that I think is still up uh, called officekleiner.com. Really? Uh, and so you can see our officekleiner.com. You can see <laughs> our, our, our little uh, homemade version of how to build a recliner office chair. That's hilarious. Did you uh, sell the setup? No, we just we we the idea was just to build it and show other people how okay. to do it. So we sure. had, like it had a tutorial on there on like what we used to build our little thing, and then <laughs> anybody could build their own and submit their own. Photos That's hilarious. And, uh, didn't didn't take off, you know. <laughs> that was just a, a dabble. Oh man, you guys have to see this. Definitely check out <laughs> OfficeCleaner.com because I've I've never seen anything like it. It was absolutely <laughs> awesome. But on your on the show website, there's this quote that I thought was hilarious. It says. Yeah. We're nerds, so you don't have to be. Yes. So the question is, Todd, do you consider yourself a nerd? <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Uh, that would definitely be, be how I'd categorize myself. I'm the, the, the nerdy one that uh, the friends come to to get their, quest their tech questions answered. Um, I, I just love uh, technology and um, the things that you can do with it. And so, you know, like Kickstarter and all those kind of things, I'm always curious of like what that next thing is, what things are in, in the process and um, yeah, I, I, I think that just comes naturally and, and I love the, the process of it for sure. Well, and what I like about that idea too, it's very reflective of, well, certainly the Photographer's Edit brand, but, but even on the Boca podcast here, we talk about the importance of delegating or outsourcing those things that you're not as good at mm -hmm. to somebody else who can kind of handle that, that busy yeah. work or the hard work for you. And you guys have created a, a really incredible platform over the last number of years that 
enables photographers to create their own websites and to do so very, very easily. This kind yeah. of drag and drop interface, which is which is awesome. But not only that, you've then also created, or with the help of other designers, created templates that make it even easier for photographers who just want to kind of plug and play. Yeah. And then on top of that, you've got a network of designers who are doing design work for photographers who want to, again, outsource or delegate that work to somebody else. Yeah. So you've created kind of the best of both worlds. If, if they want to hand that work over to somebody, they can. You've got this great network. But yeah. then once that website has been created, if they want to make a, a quick adjustment, a quick design change, they can go in there and just tweak it very quickly themselves. Yeah. Incredible, incredible system. Yeah. And I think um, one of the foundational things that we saw, like you know, as, as we started to build the product in 2008, was that um, people were buying templates, and they could drop in a few photos, change a few words, and then that was it. And then as their business changed, and the, their look changed, and uh, things were uh, they were growing, their website wouldn't grow with them. Like they were stuck in that template, and, yeah. they, and they really had to go either hire out or do something completely different. Yes. And so our mission was to create uh, creative freedom. That, that people felt like that freedom to grow and, and create and uh, and not feel stuck. And so the irony of it all is like after all these years, we, we've seen that happen again. Like the pattern repeats itself where people are buying WordPress themes. They buy this theme, they put it in, and then they feel stuck. Like this is, I'm stuck with what, you know the thing that I did. Right. I just bought this, you know, and there, and, the, and other companies like that as well that, that uh you, you get their template and, and you're stuck with that. And we said, we want to be a company that says you have creative freedom. Yeah, we're going to provide a template so that your site looks good right off the bat. Right. But you, you want to be able to grow and change. And, and, and if you want something the way it looks here or there, that you be, you're able to do that. And so like with that, we just launched the WordPress piece where now you can actually generate WordPress stuff um, for blogging um, from right inside of Show It and, and have that same capability of saying, I want that freedom to be able to change this and, and grow with it. Nice. Um, and at the same time, that quote of uh, we'll be the nerds that you don't have to be, you know, be able to take care of that WordPress stuff um, that gets kind of complicated. And, Absolutely. And we handle all of those kind of things uh, for, for the photographer instead of saying, oh, here's your theme. Good luck figuring out what you do with it. You know, you can just come straight to us and, and right. we help, you know, that process of getting your site launched and making sure that those things are taken care of. And that's the team of guys we've got built around that are you know, they're the nerds that you don't have to be. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. I love it. So you have obviously your, your design development team support, uh, but what? How many designers would you say at this point are set up to do design work specifically for the Show It platform? Oh man, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get that wrong, but I think we have maybe um, man, it's it's getting to be a bigger group. We just celebrated this last week the hundredth design inside of our design store. Wow. Uh, okay. So. Uh, I mean, I, would I you say the, six, eight, ten designers, even more than that? Yeah, more than that. Okay. Uh, yeah, for sure. We probably we probably have twelve like design partners um, that have gone through that process, um, and it must be up to like fourteen because I think that's how many free designs we have inside of the app. Awesome. Um, and then beyond that, um, others that are uh, starting to build, um, and then others that don't do the design store; they just do uh, um, custom design work for other people. And the great thing about doing custom design work with one of our designers is that is exactly that. They'll get a really good framework that's exactly you. Sure. And then if you need to change and grow and, and manipulate, like you have that freedom without having to go back to a developer or go back to somebody else and say, Absolutely. hey, can you, can you make this change for me? Can you do this? Like you have that ability to work right inside. And of I love that because it, I, you and I were just talking earlier about working with developers. It can be 
uh, a bit of a tedious process, that back and forth where, hey, I just need this, this link updated or I need this text change. Yeah. And it's, it's a day or two or three day process just to get something really simple done. Yeah. With your system, you can just jump in there make the change really, really quickly yes. and you're good to go. I love that. Yeah. I really think it's the best of both worlds. You, you have the, the freedom, the flexibility to, to manage as much of it yourself as you want to. Um, but ultimately, you've got this incredible network and, of course, the templates that are built in that enable the photographer to kind of hand over as much of that work as yeah. they want to as well. Best of both worlds. Really incredible. I'm curious. You've, you've been in development yourself for a while and then, of course, working with Show Up for so many years now. Um, what would you say are maybe the top two or three? Um, I, I was going to actually ask you, what are the top two or three things that the phot photographers can do to make the biggest difference mm -hmm. uh, in a positive regard or in a positive light yeah. for their website? And ultimately, of course, that translates to doing more business. Um, I might even switch that around. What are, what are some of the worst things that you see photographers do? <laughs> kind of the, the common mistakes, if you will, that, that yeah. keep them from being as effective as a business owner uh, as possible. Yeah, that's it's a great question. I think one of the things that we always point like that we point to right away with people uh, again and again is 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 teaching that um, it, it can be really easy to slip into a pattern of saying like I'm like a this uh, big company like this big faceless company okay. uh, that is a, a photography business. Sure. But like the reality is is that connection is going to be the thing that sets you apart. Okay. And and that personality um, and so. Um, your about section, like who you are, who's behind the lens of the camera is actually really important to the person who's looking for a photographer because especially when you talk about a wedding photographer, those like this is someone that they're going to invite to one of the most special days of their life, you know, like, yes, I was just chatting with some friends about that. Yeah, it, it's, it's incredible. Like, so they want to know that the person that they're going to invite is going to be someone they like that they're going to want to hang out with. Sure. That's going to share that similarity. And so, uh, if the site doesn't, um, communicate who it is that's behind the lens that it it it, it, it loses the opportunity to create the connection and okay. so um that's probably one of the first like mistakes that you see is you know not even having a picture of the photographer yes you know and we saw uh, especially when you even add just a video even if it's not the greatest video of you talking like all of a sudden you have the ability to know what it looks like to be on the other side and now to move on to that next step of like actually talking in person it's easier to know what it's going to be like to talk to someone in person right. when you've seen them talk once so right. you know that that website should have some form of the ability to like communicate like what it's like to sit on the other side of you. you this know, is like, who I am. You know, right. So the personalization would be that first step. And this is actually, I'm curious to get your take on this, but one of the things that I noticed uh, is that photographers tend to be a bit wordy when it comes to the about section. Mm -hmm. Have you found that, that that is a more effective way to go about it when they're describing themselves to their potential client? Yeah. Just, is, is it better to go with three, four, five, six, eight paragraphs worth of information or is it better to go with just a couple, three paragraphs? What, what have you heard from photographers? Yeah, um, that's a really great question. And I, and I honestly, I really believe it is entirely based on your personality. Like what Interesting. You, you know, like okay. so... The someone who loves to write and is going to be really good in communicating via writing, then it probably makes sense to have that. And the, because you might connect with someone who loves to read and write, and, and that like that's sense. the form that they're going to take on. If you're not a great writer, don't force it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that's the key. Is like yes. if that's not the way that you like connect with people is through right. that, then then make it a video or make it a slideshow or make it uh, a couple of fun little uh, quirky things about you that mm -hmm. are you know via pictures or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like make sure that it is a reflection of who you are. And so like if you try to force yourself into like okay this is the best format is six paragraphs you know these key points that's not true but that may be true for the person who like that really resonates with them it's sure. probably going to resonate with their their bride as well but that's sure. that's where we feel like uh, you know like when you get stuck in a template 
sometimes you don't have that flexibility and that freedom to say how you're going to communicate who you that are. Makes sense, yeah. But you really want to be about that. You want to be able to say like, who am I? You know, like, can can my website reflect that? You know, that's so, perfect. So yeah. personalization that would be a, a major yeah. first step to, yeah. to creating a better website. You know, and, and letting your personality shine through. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. What would you say? What about design elements? The way that the, that the websites are laid out. Do you see some common mistakes that kind of hinder these I, photographers? I think one from of the things that um, that that I'll, that I'll see happen a lot is um, a website that has no goal, like no clear action, like no no clear plan of what they're trying to do. Okay. You know, and so you, you start scrolling down the website and you get to the end and there's you know, a powered buy link and that's it. And you say, what next? Yeah. And, and right. it's like, okay, so I scroll to the top, like what, what was the point? And the reality is for, uh, for everyone, they have different reasons that they're doing their website. Some of them, they, they want to fill out a contact form. Some of them, you know, I, especially in like for millennials, you, you, you may want them just to text you, you know, to send you a quick text, you know, others, you know, that, that you may want them to pick up the phone and call you, you know, right. depending on the type of bride. Right. Um, and that should be fairly clear or some of them. It's like, I went to this website, but I want to establish a relationship. So I want you to come follow me on Facebook or, you know, on Snapchat or whatever it is that, that, that medium that you find as your primary voice and sure. the way that you communicate with your audience. Yes. That should be where you're directing people or you're leading them. It's not just a social media link there. It's like an encouragement to like actually participate in this way. So if you're not going to fill out the contact form, are you going to at least follow? Are you going to at least friend? Are you going to like, what, what are the things that you like is the goal that you're building this website for? Obviously you, you want to build a business, but you should, uh, or learning what it is that your bride and, or, you know, portraits or whatever it is, is going to communicate with you or how they want to. Are you clearly moving them to that location, you know, or, or to that next step? Are you guiding them through a process yes, yes. that says, you know, okay, you just learned this much about me you know, do you need to know pricing before you'll even make the next step? You know, is that going to be part of the flow of my site? You know, what, is, what am I going to guide people through on that, on that journey through a website that's going to get them to know and take the next step? You know, so that clear, makes, clear goals on like what you're doing with your site. And that's really great. This actually is a great reflection too on something that I've talked about recently on the podcast, which is even just approaching business as a whole. If you don't have a, a kind of an overriding big picture view um, a long-term idea of where you want to take your business, then what you do on a day-to-day basis, uh, yeah. basis is very haphazard in nature, right? Yeah. And I guess it, the same principle applies to putting together a website. If you don't have a clear goal in mind, a direction that you want to go, then then you're going to be a bit haphazard in the way that you yeah. put that website together. So that clear next action, that's that's a really great, great tip. Yeah, and, and it's not the same for everyone. I mean, it really is a different goal. You know, I mean, there's a, a big goal, Sure. Book business. But like there's a different goal that each person's gonna have in the way they want to, to start that conversation. And so really thinking through that and being intentional about what where that leads and where that takes you to. Um, I think it's it's so huge. And if you don't know what that is, like well, take the template and, and guess based on what they've kind of guessed for you and then say, Okay, is this actually it? Or or grow, you know, refine that, change a few things. You know, what you what you show first, what you show last on your site should have clear direction, you know, uh, where you want to go. Uh, that's that's really great advice. Would you do you have anything else that you would add to that? We talked about personalization, a clear next action. Is there something else you might add to, to as far as the, the tips or recommendations, things that are good behavior? I guess um, 
things that are good um, practices or best practices yeah. for well, photographers? Well, photographers specifically, I think that the real big struggle is around images. You know, okay. like what images you show on your website, and uh, you know, there's a real natural tendency to want to show a hundred images. Like, here's my hundred best. You know, and the, the the reality is, is like you, your client uh, wants that connection. But uh, they just want to know that you're good and then provide a way to get deeper into there. And so really refining um, and, and even testing with your friends and family and people even that don't know you of like which photos connect really well hmm. and, then, and then really limiting that down to 10, 15, you know, like really, really? starting okay. to get it you know, into a real target um, really helps on saying who you are and really refining that down to that. Now, I'm not opposed to you having sample galleries that have more images and more of that, but like really uh, investing the effort into refining what that look is and then also being okay with cutting photos that don't represent what you want to do. So like you might have the most beautiful photo of a horse, but if you don't want to, <laughs> if you don't want to shoot photos of horses, right. then, then don't, put, don't, it on, put, it on don't put it on the front page. Yeah. You know? So like really thinking intentionally, not just on like what's beautiful and what you like, but like, what do you actually want to do? And then have that be a reflection of it when you, you know, you know, you could have lots of great shots of all kinds of things, but what do you really want to do? Like who is the, your ideal client? Making sure that's front and center of like what that looks like and what that experience is when you come to your site, you know, you can shoot all kinds of things definitely, but your representation of what you want to be should, should really be clear you know but that's that's such a great point and it and brings us back around to that same idea i was just talking about earlier it's understanding before you even go into developing or, or putting together a website or having somebody put one together for you if you're not clear about what your business is about mm -hmm. well and even before that if you're not clear about the direction that you're wanting to go with your business in your life which then determines that business model, yeah. which then determines the clients that you're going after, which then determines the type of website that you need to create. Um, then when you go to put that website together, you're just going to be kind of grasping at straws, if you yeah. will. Um, whereas if you're really clear about it, then like you said, you can, you can put 10 or 15 images that very, very specifically represent your brand, mm -hmm. reflect the type of client that you want to work with, and it's going to be much more effective as a result. Yeah. So that's, that's really great advice. So personalization, a clear next action, and really probably to top it all off is, is just being clear about what your brand represents so that the images then reflect yes. that brand effectively. Yeah, awesome. Good that's, summary. That's, no, that's really, really <laughs> great. So I, I know that you have to get to a flight here pretty soon, so I want to jump just really quickly back to your family. You had talked about uh, what your four kids and, of course, your wife, Elisa, who you, you mentioned earlier is getting more involved with the business. But yeah. I'm really curious for the sake of the audience, something that we talk about a lot on, on Boca is how to create more freedom for ourselves as business owners so that we can primarily so that we can spend more time with those people that are close to us. Yeah. And I'm just curious what that looks like. I know you've got, you have actually kind of a unique situation. So you've got a, a pretty, pretty large team. The team is coming to work in an office that's there on your, on your property, uh, separate from your house, but it's there on your property. Uh, so you, you go next door to get, get work done and then you can come back to your house. How do you maintain some of that separation between work and, and family life? And what does family life look like for you in the evenings or the weekends? Yeah. I'm, uh, it's been a process of learning from uh, having an office in the house to now having it just outside the house across the yard, really. And uh, I, I think um, we, we set some clear boundaries, you know, early on for our kids. And they will come running into the office and let me know that it's dinner time, but they don't just come to hang out. Um, and the fun thing, too, is they can come knock on the windows and, and, we, and we'll see them out in the yard um, and, and be able to come out and play with them and those kind of things. That's so, awesome, like, yeah. so, like, it is a, it is a pretty fun in, environment in that way. But it, um, that has been a struggle is figuring out that separation of 
how to do that. And I think one of, one of the things I uh, have been working on over this last year, and, and one of those things that is as I make that walk across the yard mm -hmm. to be really intentional about shutting down. You know? Interesting. You know, like, yeah. like, like saying, this is my walk where I try to shut down. You That's know? And, really interesting. And because otherwise my brain can just, you know, be there and, and I'll get called on it when I'm standing around and, and it's like I'm still like looking off into space and it's like you didn't, be shut, present. Yeah, be you present. didn't yeah. shut down and, yeah. and that's actually my word for this year is, is to continue is present you know like to be present in in not just my body but in my mind absolutely you know? and so some of those things too is just uh, choosing to set the phone down um, you know as I walk in uh, and and stay away from that you know try to give that that separation uh at least, you know, when I come back, come home, usually between five and six, um, just to not pick it up until later, you know, and, and know that there's times uh, that I'm just not going to be available, you know, and it, it's a struggle. It's something that I continue to work on, but that's definitely the area I'm, I'm looking at. Did you find it was easier to create that separation when you had work at home, when, you, when your office was in the house, or after you, you moved it to that outside office? Yeah. Or is it is it comparable? Uh, Just different, a different <laughs> set of struggles, maybe. Yeah, I, I I think there's definitely a personality element to that. You know, like a a, a piece that that is always thinking ahead and and, and processing. And so um, I think it will, it's you know something that when you're the more aware of it and and you step back and look like what what it's like to be on the other side of you, uh, that you realize oh these these are these are the areas in my life that I want to continue to change and improve. And and so that being present. Um, I, I don't know that there's ever a, a perfect solution to that as much as always sure. just being aware that that's uh, something that I'm going to be looking at and, and working on. Um, Some of the things, one of the things that I talked about with, uh, with actually my, my last interview, John and Lindsay Bamber, uh, photographers, they have a couple of kids themselves. Um, and I think I've talked about this with, with others as well, but th this notion of accountability. Um, and I know this has been the case with my kids. If, if I tell them, hey, you know, Saturday, Sundays, Mondays, whatever the day is, this day, I'm shutting the computer down. It's me and you. We're gonna we're gonna spend time together, yeah. and and I make that commitment to them. They're gonna call me on it. Yeah. You know, oh, there, yeah. there's some. Hey, Dad, this is fun Sunday. You know, or this is fun Monday or whatever yeah. it was. That's great. Um, they're gonna actually call me on it. So that accountability was really helpful as well because we had made the commitment. We knew that they would call us on it if we didn't follow through. Yeah. And what what resulted was this. Um, really great focused time with the kids where we're getting to go do activities and spend time together and they know that we're not distracted by by work so i thought that yeah. that was really helpful for me i know with four kids you could you probably have plenty of accountability there as well <laughs> what is what does an evening look like with the watsons what is how do you guys yeah. spend time together yeah we um we try to do uh, Lisa is a, a wonderful cook so she does uh, really great meals um most nights we're usually at home um and and we'll try to be really intentional about uh, having a time together as a family for dinner. Uh, and I think you had mentioned that you do something similar or, um, or a friend that does highs and lows. And we found that as like a rhythm for our kids to get them talking. Um, when you ask them to do a high, uh, like just like one what's high your high the for the day? day. Yeah. yeah. One, uh, one high from the day and then one low. Um, you really get to hear uh, that. And, and it's really funny, even as we have a two and a three year old and then into four, like him learning what highs and lows are was interesting. It's just okay. a funny process, you yeah. know, because sometimes he'll have like three words, or when he was younger, it would have like three words, and you're like, what was that? And he's like, oh, well, that was when he got hit by, you know, the older kid. And, you know, like, there's like an interpretation <laughs> of like, he's actually figuring out what highs and lows are. Okay. And, uh, 
And, you know, sometimes the kids will say, you know, oh, we, don't, we didn't have a low today. And it's like, well, even your lowest high is a low, so you have a low. You know, <laughs> like, like just tell us, you know, like, yeah, it was a really great day. You know, probably the lowest part was this. You know, it, it doesn't have to be bad. It's just everyone has a rhythm. You know, they, they, there is a cycle of highs and lows. And so you can have a high and a low, even if it's all good, you know. And, and do you find that that conversation drives kind of personal development for them? Or is this just a point of conversation? It, it gives you guys something to talk about at dinner? Um, I think it, it um, like for me, I think it's a way to, to understand what's going on, like what's processing in their lives, you know, yes. like so, so it's hard to extract or, or really know what's, what, what they're thinking about, like what's, what's on their mind. Yeah. But then it also teaches reflection because I think uh, it's so easy to go through life without reflecting. You know, it's so easy to just keep going, 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 going and not step back and say, what happened? You know, like, like what, wh- you know, what was that process? And, and, and I like love that, that. D- you know have other people look at that and so i think as we teach our kids to have that rhythm of reflection it, it's it's good it's a, it's a good piece of like what we need to do well and especially the younger kids learning how to then to communicate that too yeah. is even even better but i think the fact that they know that you're going to do that every night at dinner it gets them thinking whereas if, if you were just cold turkey to go to one of them like you're saying and, and, yep. and ask them about how they're doing they may not as readily communicate that yep. but if they know ahead of time hey we're going to sit down to dinner this is what we're going to be talking about. They're actually ready for that emotionally, mentally. Yeah. Uh, they might more readily share at that point. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, and, and you can ex- start to extract emotion out of that. If they if they just starting with the high and low, you also get to uh, the opportunity to say like, if this is their high, it's like, well, how did that make you feel? You know, low. You know, did that make you angry? Did that make you uh, frustrated, jealous? You know, like, what 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 is the emotion behind what was ma- making you feel low? And so to be able to even identify those things about yourself is is a it's a fun thing to, you know. So it's a point of conversation and it's personal development. Yeah. All wrapped into one. I love it. That's yeah. really, really great. Yeah. And, and to have a heartbeat and a pulse on, on what you're, what's going and on. And awareness. Yeah, yeah. And awareness of what your, what your kids are going through and dealing with. That's yeah. beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Well, this has been a really great conversation. Yeah. Um, I'm stoked to share with our listenership about Show It. If you guys don't have a website or even if you do, make yeah. sure just to go to showit.co. Is that correct? Yeah. Show.co. Um, and where else can they find more information both about Show It and yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, the, best, that's the place, best place you to know, go. Is, is, is there. We also are uh, pretty active on Instagram, okay. um, and you'll get to see a lot of show tiers and, and all that. Um, and, um, yeah, and we, we host a conference in, uh, in November that um, we can meet us in person and, and get to hang out and learn we were and just talking about Yeah, we were just talking about this conference just a few minutes ago. It, this past, well, even just in the past three or four years, I've gone through a lot personally, and, and I had a... As a bit of an introvert myself, I had a tendency to be a bit more reclusive and kind of go inward and not be as involved in community as I should have been. And uh, in November, Photographers Edit had the opportunity to to be a sponsor at the United Conference. Yeah. And um, by the way, what's the URL for the conference? It's just showit.co slash united. Slash united, okay. But we had the opportunity to be there and sponsor the conference. And for me personally, I mean, it was great for our company to have the exposure to the attendees. But just for me personally, it was just enlivening Mm. um, to, to be around that type of community that is so focused on connecting with each other. And it's not a surface level connection. There's a certain level of transparency yeah. that, that that is innate to that community that's really, really powerful. If you guys don't go to any other conference uh, in 2017, definitely check out United. And the great thing is it's not a, it's not a huge conference. So you actually have the opportunity to connect with a lot of different people. Yeah. You're not just a number or some face. You can actually connect with people on a deep personal level, and it's really, really powerful. So, yeah, definitely check out uh, the United Conference this year. What we've seen of successful businesses 
are ones that have connected, you know, that, that have decided to invest and connect uh, with, uh, with others on that. So Absolutely. We, we love that about United and we love the opportunity to really set that stage and that, that time for people to, to come together. So. There's, well, I love this because we've kind of brought it full circle. I started out a conversation with, with a friend here and we're talking about community again. There's just really nothing like it and we all absolutely need it in our lives. So you guys check out showit.co for the website opportunity yep. to, to create a really incredible website and, and a platform that is that is flexible it's easy to use but also enables you to be able to kind of delegate some of that work to this wonderful network of designers and then uh, show it.co slash united you said mm-hmm. for the united conference it's upcoming yeah. uh probably in the fall sometime november. this fall november Fifth through eight, I think, yeah. okay perfect perfect thanks so much todd for right. for making time to sit down and chat today all right thank you nathan Thanks so much for listening to the Boca podcast. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me, nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer.